Well, hello, Dreamcast guy. Welcome to the Back to the Futon podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan, big fan. Big fan, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've watched I've watched a lot of these episodes, so it's weird to be on it, honestly. <laughs> oh, awesome. I didn't know you were watching them. That's cool. Um, I, I was hoping to get on your, your Dreamcast cast, but that seemed to kind of disappear into the ether. Yeah, doing a podcast is, is a lot more work than people think. It's the time more than anything. It's, I mean... What people don't even realize is before this, we did 20 minutes of troubleshooting with audio and video before we even pressed record. And yep. I, I realized I'll leave the podcasts to better people than me. <laughs> I, I don't blame you, man. It's it's definitely time consuming. And if you do it wrong for a long time and you make mm-hmm. it more difficult than it needs to be, like I did until you just told me how to not do that anymore. Uh, it takes, uh, <laughs> I mean, I had to watch every minute of the podcast at least like once or twice just to make sure that the audio was all synced and to make mm-hmm. sure the videos synced up and I had to go through because I don't know what camera you use and I'd love to find out, but this thing, even though it looks nice, um, I still have a couple lighting issues and a couple other things I need to figure out, but it only shoots 30 minutes at a time. Oh, yeah. I have that, too. Yeah. So when you're shooting a podcast with this thing, it's like, oh, 30 minutes is up. Hold on. Don't say anything. Let me. And then when you're editing, you have to figure out where those chunks are and you got to cut it oh, up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. That's what. Did you know that's a, it's a tax thing? Apparently, these are photography cameras and uh, video cameras are a different tax thing. So what? that's why e- every camera can only film 30 minutes at a time, but you can hack them. If you actually hack the firmware, you, like one of the easiest switches is you can just turn that off. So I, I haven't done it myself, but a lot of my friends have just hacked it to disable that. I need, I need to do that. I need to figure out how to do that because that's, that'd be a game changer. Yeah. That'd be huge. Oh my god. That'd make editing so much easier. Because constantly I'm having to like, okay, well I gotta get that audio and I gotta cut it here and then I gotta move it over here and sync up the audio again. How do you sync up the audio? Just look at the wavelengths? Because that's what I do. I, I usually, I'll re-clap sync in the middle of stuff mm-hmm. sometimes. It, like, obviously with a podcast, it's a little bit more difficult, but uh, yeah. Or if you are just going by sound waves, then yeah, normally your P's and B's make the, the really strong spikes that are easy to line up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with these, I just, I have, like, OBS recording, and I've also got my Audacity recording, you've got your Audacity recording, and then I can just sync them all up and mute the video itself. All right, now, mm-hmm. people are probably falling asleep because we're talking about video okay, yeah. editing. Oh, yeah. Nobody gives a shit. So, let's jump into just some random stuff, and then we can talk about games and whatever, wherever this conversation goes. Hell um, yeah. The first thing that's on my mind because i am a hypochondriac and during the time ebola was a thing i was working at gamestop and i had infinite time on my hands because it wasn't the holiday season and i was in a relatively dead store so for about eight hours every day i was staring at my phone reading about all of the people getting infected with ebola coming back Mm. to the united states and i'm like oh great i'm gonna bleed out of every orifice and die cool and thankfully that never happened and the news kind of just stopped covering it for some reason, even though Ebola is definitely still a thing. And if you mm. search for news on Ebola, you'll find it. But it's not like the headline thing. It's like got people got bored of this horrifying disease somehow. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird that things just stop becoming news after a while. Like, it's like, eh, this, this war is boring. This virus is boring now. We'll just talk about something else. 
Yes, so now there's the new hit on the block, which is the coronavirus, which everybody's talking about, and it's kind of freaky because of how fast it's been spreading and how it's everywhere almost immediately. God knows where it is by the time this podcast comes out. I mean, it's already in Phoenix, so it's like a stone's throw away from where I live, which is pretty terrifying, and it's in California, and it's in Washington, and it's in Illinois, and it's in Japan, and it's a bunch of like other places. I, I saw there was a leaked video out of China today that's going around where this guy like just filmed what it's like in China right now, and uh, he's like, "You, if you call nine one one right now, nothing that nobody even picks up. Like the virus is just so many people are sick, so many people are just down at the hospital <laughs> working." Uh, he's like, if you go down there to even try and get a checkup, they won't even let you in the doors. Like everybody that's infected is inside. So it's just like, it was like a young, healthy looking guy too. And he's just like, you just, you can't get medical help right now. The entire country is just like ground to a halt. Wow. That's, I feel like China of all places was the place that it was going to happen though. I mean, mm-hmm. their population is so dense. Um, I feel like India was another place that I was like, oh, well that's obvious. That's going to be where it's going to start. Um, and is it was is it, is it fatal at all? I don't know anything. Oh yeah, I've just been I've been working this whole week. I don't know anything about it. It's is fatal. It... Um, I oh. think it's not Ebola fatal, but it's mm. definitely more fatal than the normal flu. Um, I mm. believe sixty people have died already from it, and those are just the confirmed cases. And this is coming from China, so uh, yeah. we all know how uh, how much we can trust their word. Um, yeah, exactly. They they. <laughs> Think, multiply it by 10. For every yeah. one death, just multiply it by 10 to be safe. I mean, there are videos of people just collapsing in the street because they're not able to get health care. So they're just kind of standing there, collapse. Like, there's there's so many videos of this. Even in hospitals, you're seeing people just collapse. Um, I guess they don't even know what to do with the bodies yet. So they're just all over the lobby I've seen videos mm-hmm. of. Um, I mean, yeah, you're talking about checkups and stuff. Why the hell would you want to get a checkup right now? Like, right. <laughs> why, would you, why would you be like, you know... I think time it's uh I'm overdue for a checkup. Right now is a good time to do it. You know, let me just climb over these plague victims <laughs> real quick. Hey doc, I got this rash. <laughs> I'm perfectly healthy, but I have a, like a little bit of a rash right here, you know? A little bit, yeah. Does this look like a corona rash? <laughs> a corona rash. <laughs> Shaped like a beer bottle. Exactly. There's so it many ta- jokes it about that. It tastes pretty good. It's yeah. like, no, get out get out of here. <laughs> just got to add some lime. Oh, <laughs> but really, everyone's dead. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just, oh god, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. And uh, it's it's funny that the the plague ink people, you know, you've mm-hmm. heard of that game, right? They're like, yeah, that every game, single yeah. time one of these virus things pops up, our game shoots up to the top of the sales chart because for some reason. I don't, I don't get the logic of, oh, I'm terrified of this disease coming to kill me, so I'm going to pretend I'm going to be a disease that kills everybody. Like, why would you want to, like, psych yourself out that much? Like, that's the last game I want to play right now. When everybody's healthy, maybe I'll play that game again, but... Right. I think it's it's the accidental, like, uh, pe- people think that they can scare themselves out of being scared. Oh, like, that's if, a good point. If I watch everybody slowly dying, then I, I'm not so worried about slowly dying. <laughs> But hopefully this is just uh, another Ebola thing where it's kind of a, a flash-in-the-pan type thing where we get it under control. But who knows? The fact that it can spread with people with no symptoms is kind of terrifying. 
but yeah i was working at target when swine flu was happening oh god i'm not swine and flu I, and i was really afraid of that which is funny because it was like a one week one week scare on the news but it was everywhere and, yeah I mean, everybody was talking about it, but nobody, I don't think anybody even died of swine flu ever. I think it was just one of those things that was messing with people's immune system. I I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure there were people that died, but it was like old people. I mean, they die with just a normal flu. Um, Old people and like really young kids are usually Mm -hmm. at risk with stuff like that. I remember one of my friends got swine flu. Um, A couple people in my school got swine flu and he was talking about it got so bad that like he started hallucinating a bunch of crazy stuff. Jesus. I mean, it I was... I had no idea. Yeah, it was it was a serious flu bug, but uh, yeah, it was it was very quick. It kind of swept through, and I think we... Did we have, like, a vaccine or something, or did it just go away? I think it was one of those things that just naturally went away after about 10 days, so it was just a matter of getting everybody quarantined and healed up and get it completely eradicated. Which is strange, because I don't really remember too many quarantines, because, I mean, I was still going to school. It's not like I stopped going to school. I was still riding a school bus. I mean... Right. I mean, that's probably not a good idea when there's people that have a very infectious disease. Yeah, especially if it's in your area. Yeah, like at the school. Like, I I knew the person. That's pretty funny. I think I was around him when he was sick, too. How the hell weren't there more people that were sick? That's crazy. But yeah, that's just... And then Kobe Bryant died today. Like, there's so many things that, that just... That's weird. It's just weird whenever, like... Because I'm not a sports guy I'm at not all. either. I don't, care, I don't care about sports, but it's just weird when it's somebody who's, like, has always been around. Like, think, that guy got big in basketball in 1997. That's yeah. longer than our adult, adult lives. And yeah. now he just randomly, randomly dies with his daughter, too. That that's looks, confirmed oh, now. Man. This is a grim podcast, but it's been a it's been a weird grim day. It feels like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been strange. But in other news, happier news. Um, did you hear about those leaks about the PlayStation Five reveal or le- um, rumors? Yeah. I should say, not really leaks. Yeah, I I don't know. I want to believe them, I but I think that the biggest thing is if it's supposed to be happening in like 10 days, I feel like we would see a leaked invite by now or something. Mm. Um, Do you think the, the invite would time, have all that info on it? Yeah. I, or or I, I don't know if it'd have a list of games, but um, the only time I've ever seen invites go out and people travel without any of the, like any of it being leaked was uh the Pokemon Let's Go reveal mm. had a bunch of people, they were secretly flew a bunch of people to Japan to do the Pokemon Let's Go reveal, and none of that got out until about 30 minutes before the press conference. Wow. Like, then they just, Good people were, so, it, it may be, it may be, again, one of those things where nobody's talking about it, Every maybe... Maybe uh, Sony has some sort of thing where it says if you leak your invite, it automatically becomes null and void. So, yeah. so every everybody is just super mums the word. Um, but the rumor right now is like first week of February, first week of February, uh, like maybe February 5th. There's supposed to maybe be a giant reveal event in New York. And uh, that list of theoretical games for the reveal is... Uh, it can't be real. It's too it's good. Too it's too good. It's, what? It's too good. I gotta look it up again because yeah, it's it's like a dream list. It's like a it wish is, list for yeah. everybody. It's 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 a wish list of the future. It's like and also your your de- uh, childhood dog is coming back. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, right. 
Uh, well, I mean, the, the titles that are listed on here, um, I mean, God of War 2, which I, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's going to be confusing with the naming. There's going to be God of War, God of War 2, God of War 3, and then we're going to start again with God of War 1, God of War 2. It's it's probably going to be called God of War Apocalypse or something like that, or Apocalypse. God of War Thor. That'd be interesting. Um, they can't use they can't use Ragnarok. They would use Ragnarok, but Ragnarok is now Assassin's Creed, so. That's Assassin's... Wait, what? Assassin's Creed? The next, the, the next Assassin's Creed is Ragnarok, and it takes place in the Viking times. Is that confirmed? There was a huge leak all about it, and there's stuff in Ghost Recon, the newest Ghost Recon, uh, Wildlands? Or no, what, what is the new one that sucked Breakpoint. Ass? Breakpoint. Yeah. In Breakpoint, you could go in the magazine shop, and there's actually magazines that said, like, the history of Ragnarok, and it's clearly somebody holding the Apple of Eden from Assassin's Creed. So... There's that. There's a bunch of big leaks that came out about it, and it looks like uh, it's going to be really, really huge. It's still going to be very RPG based, um, the same way that uh, Odyssey was. Yeah. Um, it sounds like uh, they're trying to make it like uh, all of uh, all of uh, like a whole continent, basically, is what Assassin's Creed uh, Ragnarok will be. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. I'm kind of sick of the RPG element. That being said, though, I actually haven't played any of the RPG Assassin's Creed so far. I kind of mm-hmm. stopped playing Assassin's Creed after Black Flag. I was like, this one's good, I guess. Yep. This is worth like, peeking. D- You're like, I'm done. Yep. I'm done. Happy. All good. I mean, I have them because, like, mm-hmm. I either got them through, like, microphones that I bought for work. They just came with codes for Assassin's Creed games, or I just randomly got them in, like, Humble Bundles. But besides that, I just haven't played them. Um, have, you play- have you played the RPG ones? Are they any good? they're good they're very time intensive they're actually very very polished they have some of the best voice acting they have some of the best side quests but the one downside is that you have to they are not games you can play 30 minutes at a time you have Mm. to like sit down for hours and like explore and look at this giant environment and do you have to like grind a little bit you have to like kill guards over and over again on purpose occasionally to level up so they're fun, but they're they're definitely sometimes I just sometimes I have to be in the mood for those now. That's kind of I mean that's that's a strange <coughs> thing, and the thing I don't like about RPG games or these games becoming RPG games is the, the like one hit kill type of thing doesn't really exist anymore. Like it yeah. feels like combat is heavily compromised when you do these RPG things. I mean I was playing Far Cry Five the other day. Mm-hmm. And it struck me just how quickly you kill people. I'm like, oh my lord, you can just kill people in one headshot? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Whoa. Because <laughs> I'm so used to enemies being bullet sponges now from all these games implementing these RPG features and having them be levels and you have to kill them to level up and all this other stuff. Did you play uh, Breakpoint at all? Ghost Recon Breakpoint? No, I, I saw the writing on the wall and I knew that yeah. was going to be a dumpster fire. It- the weirdest part about it was that uh, headshots are instant kill, but nothing else is. So, like, everybody will have body armor on. You can shoot a guy in the chest, like, 70 times if he's higher level than you. You just tap his jaw, and he's just instantly dead. <laughs> and it made it where, uh, in a lot of fights, I would literally be, like, getting a level, a kill sometimes. I'd, like, go into a really high-end area, and there's, like, all these, like, guards patrolling, and I get up on a hill with my sniper rifle and start shooting people in the head and killing, like, level 80 bad guys. It was oh just like God. this is such is such bad design. It's like what why are these people like impenetrable tanks unless you tap their forehead? That's interesting. I mean it makes sense you shoot somebody in the head, they're obviously dead. Yeah. But then you've got the level element and it's like I uh, I don't know. It's 
it's so funny that that ubisoft has just completely homogenized all of their games to be the same game right yeah it's it's what a weird idea like isn't it weird that like somebody had a board meeting where they went hey let's take all this flavor and passion and just yep. suck it out let's just pull all this out it's like uh. let's let's just make them all rpg open world games how does that sound mm-hmm have time savers in them maybe we'll get some more money out of them yeah you have to uncover the entire map six times you have to climb a tower every four minutes so your character will die far cry 5 actually makes fun of that now i'm talking about far cry 5 i know it's super old nobody cares about it anymore but i just started playing it with my roommate because i'd never played it and you only have to climb a tower once and they make fun of that fact yeah i love far cry 5 a lot i like the co-op is it's fantastic it's super janky and i love it like so many just random things happen you're like what the what it it has a great ending i don't know how far you are i'm not going to talk too much spoilers even though the game is old as hell now it has a fantastic ending i'm excited for it because uh far cry 4's ending was kind of eh i don't know it was Mm -hmm. eh. um and you don't get an achievement for doing the the secret ending like you do in far cry 4 where you beat the game by doing nothing yeah right at the start Yeah. yeah I'm like, gosh, no achievement. Come on. I don't really care about trophies, but I just wanted the ping, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird that some games, I don't know. I, I stopped being a trophy hunter a while ago, but yeah, it's fun too. to get them occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was playing this indie drifting game called uh, Absolute Drift or Zen Drift. It's like a super top-down. It almost looks like a cell phone game, but it's super soothing, and it's just a drifting challenge game where you have to try and, like, do perfect drifts to all these tracks, and uh, every time I pop another trophy of, like, you got a one million point drift, it's like, damn, I feel good for some reason. That just sounds like a perfect game for that. Yeah, and it sounds it like was, a fun yeah. game. It was, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yes, reward me. I'll take all the uh, all the feel-good chemicals. <laughs> just give me that hit of dopamine. Yeah. Daddy needs this fix. Drift! <laughs> Uh, speaking of feel-good games, one of my favorite games, I don't know if you like um, Roller Coaster Tycoon type games. I do, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. But, uh, whoa, son of a bitch, I just had the, the game in my brain, and I wanted to talk about it, and I can't think about it. What is it? I just had it. Is it like a newer one that just came out? Kind of. It's not Planet... Parkitect, that's it. Parkitect? I've never heard of it. It's like... Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, but with updated graphics and a couple of mm. extra added features that were not in Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. And then, of course, it's got the workshop support. Mm. So you can just add infinite things in it. So if you if you like Roller Coaster Tycoon games like I do... Did you ever play... Um, what was the other game I just mentioned? Um, I, I only played Roller Coaster Tycoon. That was like oh, the really? only of the park scent. Yeah, that was the only one I played. Or I played Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2, uh, and I put hundreds of hours into them, but I, I didn't play any of the others. I, I never played any of those other park-building-style games. How come? I don't know. I think it was one of the things of... It just wasn't around type mm. of thing of like like when when Roller Coaster Tycoon happened to be around, I played it, and when it like left my life, it was kind of just like, okay, I'm not going to seek it out. I... Highly recommend you seek out Parkitect and Planet Coaster. Both are, if you're looking for like a game that you can just kind of sink a bunch of hours into and be relaxed and just kind of build whatever you want, those games are awesome. Because you're just like, I'm going to build monorail over here and then I'm going to have, and then, you know, in Roller Coaster Tycoon 
two or whatever, you don't really have to worry about them stocking up or anything. The stores, they don't run out of inventory. Yeah, oh yeah. When you have to worry about that in this, you're like, okay, well, we're going to have the people deliver stuff so they're not impeding, like, the traffic of the visitors, and mm. so you can have, like, underground tunnels for employees, and you can have trash cans that have pipes, so, like, instead of having to empty the garbage can and then bring it all the way back to the dump, they have they can just put it in, like, a chute, and it goes, and there's all these different little th- intricacies you can add to the game, and... It actually cares about what the environment looks like. So if you've got lots of nice decorations, people are more likely to go on it and people are going to value it more so you can charge more money for tickets. And it's just Ah. all these interesting details you can do that make the game a lot of fun. But that's like my go-to stress reliever type game. That's super cool. Man, that's that's pretty badass. I've still been playing my my go-to. I've kind of pretty much quit it now, but I was playing a little bit of WoW Classic for a while Mm -hmm. there. And I was having fun with it, but it's also that game is really old, and all the all the fifteen year old problems of it are starting to shine through. So yeah. I used to play that for fun and just kind of like go around and like fish and stuff yeah. in the game as my zen thing. But I don't know. I'm kind of at that point now where I don't know. It's not fun for me anymore. I quit World of Warcraft back during the whole like Blitzchung thing. I was yeah. like, eh, whatever. Um, right. I don't want to give them more money. But it's so hard to avoid Blizzard because I do want Diablo 4. I I Uh, love that game. I'm so glad I I got to play it. Oh, yeah, you got to play it. Yeah, I played Diablo 4, yeah. Oh, my God. I know I watched your video on it, but it was like a long time ago. How was it again? It's really good. It it plays a lot like... It definitely feels like the goal is to be a mix of Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Um, it was really fun because what we did is we were we were there in the room and they revealed Diablo 4 and there's like the giant like stage in front of us and they had the, the it was basically this humongous stadium and there were four separate stages and the first stage was like World of Warcraft and a guy came out and talked about World of Warcraft and then a guy comes out on the second stage and talked about Diablo and a guy came out on the third stage and starts talking about Overwatch and Jocelyn, my fiance, just turned to me and was like, hey, like... They have all the demo booths in the back. Like, they just activate each game as they talk about it. Like, screw Overwatch. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we just jumped (laughs) over the back of our chairs and ran and actually got to be the first people in line for Diablo 4 and just played the demo. And the demo is about, it's a 20-minute demo um, where you got to choose one of the three classes. I think it was like a barbarian, an archer, and a druid. And I played as the druid. Um, It was pretty cool. That's awesome. uh, it has a randomized questing is uh, one of the things like there was a main quest that we had to do where we were like going into this like a uh, crypt to try and find this missing kid that was like captured by zombies. But while you're doing it, it will actually randomly spawn bosses and stuff. And I noticed that other people would occasionally come into our world. So like, like say you and I are in a party, we purposely are running around where the dream fantas squad and we're killing shit and having fun. And then all of a sudden a huge demonic thing called the belly buster pops up. <laughs> Other people who happen to be in that same spot of the map, but in their own private lobby will like bleed through over oh. into your world and you'll fight that monster together and split the loot. And then they'll go back to their world. And it's one of those things that makes it, it makes it feel more like a living adventure space instead of like, like, okay, I guess we're the two heroes. So I thought that was such a smart, little innovation that's cool that also kind of justifies the online (laughs) only thing whereas diablo 3 is like yeah you're online only 
for no reason. It's like, yeah, yeah you're not running any AI on these crappy freaking bots. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, they just run at you and you just murder them. It's still fun though. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of that, I got Diablo three for the Switch. I need to start playing that because you're the reason I bought that because you just kept going good, on good. and on about how I, amazing it was, and I'm like, I have like th- I have three hundred hours on it on the Switch. I think now. Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Part, part of the, I mean, I just, I like getting gear, and I like that in Diablo, you just get gear and get gear and get gear. Yep, you're just constantly, and then when you're done leveling, you're still leveling. You're leveling yeah, the, the Paragon. Paragon now. Is mm-hmm. there a max to that? What's the max Paragon? I I want to say it's like 300 or 200. I can't remember. Oh, I, I think I'm as, getting there. Okay, that's not nearly as high as I thought it would be. But still, I mean, that's still like a ridiculous level. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um. Oh, and then going back to other do you still play diablo 3 real quick just kind of yeah i mean i never i'll never i'll never be able to quit it i don't do the seasonal characters i i did make a hardcore character um me and jocelyn together made uh we made a seasonal character this season and played it a little bit but i i just didn't want to give up my current character Mm. and i think you have to make a seasonal character for each season type of thing so I never did the, the you can, full thing. You can reuse the same character for every season. It just has to be a seasonal character? Yeah. Oh, okay. You can make mm-hmm. any non-seasonal character a seasonal one, too, I believe. Oh, okay, cool, it yeah. It just resets okay. them. Hmm. And okay, then, I, might do, I might do that. Yeah, and then I just have either, like, a fan or my roommate power level me to, like, whatever level. <laughs> and then we just do, like, the adventure, do all the quests, and get all the unlocks, because... Mm-hmm. I know some of these seasons have pretty cool pets that you get. Yeah, yeah. I think I got uh, I got some stuff. I can't remember. I have I have a couple. I usually keep out the little chicken. Oh yeah, because they've got that on the uh, the um, Switch version. Mm-hmm. And the chicken collects all the gold for me. Yep, that's awesome. That's does it transfer over to the PC version too? If you've got the Switch version, do you get the? Cuckoo? I don't think so. I think oh, it's uh, it's its own ecosystem. Damn it. I wanted a Kaku on the PC. That'd be so it, awesome. I like it, though, just because I like the the couch co-op. And I also like that uh, what me and my friends will do a lot is, since we travel together a lot, we'll be in the airport and all turn on our switches oh, and, awesome. and sync up. And so then we can all run around. And I can be in town, like, selling stuff. And they're clearing the next dungeon. And I can just teleport straight to them. So just being able to play, it almost has, like, the Diablo online experience. But anywhere, I, I really dig that. That's cool. Does it have um, how how well does it run split screen? I think it runs really really well. It doesn't seem to have any like any real sacrifices. The biggest thing is that obviously it's hard to split screen handheld just because yeah. uh, oh. everything is so tiny on a big screen. Though I think it runs really well. I I've beaten the whole game multiple times now. Um, split screen, uh, our shared screen on on a TV. Oh, cool! Absolutely runs great. It's definitely it's definitely a clear downscale from the PlayStation Four version. I'm not gonna act like yeah. not gonna act like they black magicked it. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a downgrade, but I don't mind. Do you think the Switch Pro is gonna be a thing? I I have sources specifically telling me it's not. Um, oh, okay. I I I know that there's lots of like rumors and stuff, but I have people specifically telling me that. Um, maybe in a couple of years, but not in 2020. The, the biggest thing is that uh, what sources are telling me is that 
Nintendo is worried about revisions. They want to have the perfect Switch. They want to have one that's uh, as cheap as possible for them to build so they get the most profit and hack-proof so people stop breaking into the firmware. <laughs> and once they get those, that down, they're, they're not worried about 4K graphics. They don't care about any of that junk. Like They just want to make sure they have the perfect Switch to sell you. And then once people start being upset about its graphics, then in like two or three years, they'll release a Switch Pro. So you think? Do you think two two or three years from now? I mean, how old is the Switch? It's like two years old right now, right? It's two years, yeah. It's yeah. two, or I guess it's gonna be three years this March, right? So it sounds like the cycle would be like two years from now. Two years from now, yeah. we could see a Switch Pro. Um, good God, I hope it's backwards compatible. I feel like Nintendo. It it has to be. Yeah. I I mean, I still. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, I can't remember where this came from, so I didn't think of this, but somebody said that the Nintendo Switch is following the 3DS life cycle like to a T, like a lot of the release dates, a lot of the reveals, a lot of the dev cycles. A lot of the 3DS developers were actually brought over and combined to the Switch team, so... So I think the whole thing now is that they're just going to try and keep it alive, and I think they're going to do is... Think of it as like the DS to the 3DS. Is I think after a point, there's just going to be this this jump, and they're going to be like, all right, there are now uh, Switch Pro games, but all Switch games still play on the Pro. That'd be cool. Just don't call it the new Switch. That yeah, which that's dumb. I have you heard that's apparently that means something different in Japanese. Like the word "new" in Japanese means something different, oh. and so that's why in English it sounds weird to us of like new 3DS. New 3DS just means a new 3, like, but in, in J- Japanese, apparently that, that nomenclature is much more like, uh, like a bi- a new beginning of 3DS. Mm, they should have looked through a thesaurus before. I know. I know, right? The, the English translation finalized. <laughs> the super, the super 3DS. Like that even would be super cool. 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. There you and go. And have a super Nintendo version at launch that people would want to buy. They did own oh, not in America. Yeah. Why? What's up yeah. with Europe getting all the cool stuff? We didn't get the collector's edition of Luigi's Mansion. It's like I'm trying to give you more money for something I don't need. Like mm-hmm. I'm on the hype train. Take advantage of the fact that I want to give you that money for that glow in the dark switch case that I don't need. Yeah. It's like I I've got disposable income. Like my <laughs> wife will get mad at me. Let's do this. <laughs> I feel like they've done that with so many different things. I can't think of another thing off the top of my head but well so so many of the special editions now only come out in japan now like even damon x machina like damon x machina totally bombed here in america but it was like a big mech game if you pay like 300 dollars in japan you could actually get a like robot built for your game in real life and it's like that's so cool and it's like, like in america what nope not an option that's crazy yeah i feel like they could just ship it i mean shipping exists you know why not Right. Every everything should have it on the website. Like everybody 100%. should have it. Like like you buy the robot and then you buy the game in whatever language you speak. Like, yep. What you're not losing. I know. Like, right? How hard? Nintendo keeps doing things that just doesn't make any sense. <coughs> I mean, there's so many things that they can make a ton of money on that they just decide not to do, and there are decisions mm-hmm. they make that are going to lose them money that they decide to do, like the not mm-hmm. being able to cancel digital pre-orders. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. That. That's stupid. I I still am blown away. A hundred percent. I and I know a lot of people disagree with this. We should have virtual console. We 100%. should have ubiquitous virtual console. I should be able to buy Chrono Trigger. I should be able to buy Final Fantasy VI. Like, 
I'm not asking for for free. I'm willing to pay for these yes. games one by one. Everybody is. Why not? Why not just have it? You own these games, Nintendo. I would happily rebuy a ton of GameCube games for the Switch. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So sick. I mean, all this time we've been waiting for the new Animal Crossing. I could have been playing the original Animal Crossing, the GameCube version, on my Switch. But instead, Hell they're just yeah. like, mm, we don't want free money. We don't want that. Instead, they're too busy going after emulator sites and stopping people from canceling their pre-orders and not releasing special editions in all countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, North America... They're, very, they're uh, very busy. They're very busy making the wrong decisions. Um, oh, it's... That was the, that's what I was thinking of the the collector's edition for Link's Awakening where it's like the oh yeah the, the Game Nintendo. Boy oh that was such a good that Game so Boy was so cool. cool I was like oh, oh I want God. that but I don't want to pay all the shipping and all the added fees yeah. like I'll spend the extra ten fifteen bucks that they're paying but I don't want to spend more than that I already shouldn't be spending that extra money but. I may uh, I may try and see if I could find just that case on eBay. Because I bet Maybe somebody sold it. just the case. Because I already own the game. Yep. There's no way I'd buy it again. But, I mean, if I could get just that Game Boy case, so I love cool. that. It's so cool. Um, Oh, going back to the PlayStation 5 reveal event. Do you think there's mm-hmm. going to be a Spider-Man 2 game? I mean, there's got to be, right? Oh, absolutely there has to be. I mean, it's sold 10 million copies. Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man is now one of the best-selling PlayStation 4 games already, and it's only been out a little over a year. So I think phenomenal. it's it's it is yeah it's so good. And I actually I love the DLC a lot too. The the city that never sleeps. So I played all of that. those. They're super good, and I I think it's pretty obvious. Did you you got all the secret stuff right? So you saw no. I it, I just started playing the game again. It it know, like, uh, it it through. basically shows Venom at the end. At the very oh, very very so end, sick. you see like they are talking about Harry Osborn, and you see like his dad being like, "We're gonna fix you, Harry." And he like reaches towards this tank, and on the other side of the tank, you see these little black tendrils where clearly like uh, he's that's infected cool. with the Venom virus. So that's uh, cool. yeah. So I I really want to see a uh, Venom and. Honestly, I think part of what was so great about Spider-Man is that it had so many different villains. Like, the fact that we had the Green Goblin, and we have Shocker, and we have Kingpin, and we have Mr. Negative. It'd be cool to see, like, another Rogue's Gambit of, like, Spider-Man 2 as, like, another four or five villains. That'd be awesome. (coughs) That'd be awesome. And I'm glad to hear the DLC is good, because I had the original game, and then I traded original game in during some promo during Black Mm -hmm. Friday. So I basically got all the DLC for like five bucks. I bought the game twice, essentially, because I got mm-hmm. the Game of the Year edition. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, dude, the cool. da- I like the downloadable content because um, there's a bunch of uh, new unlockable costumes and stuff. So I, I did everything. I have a full 100%. I have all the collectibles. Uh, I did everything and all the things. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what my, my roommate did, too, and he, he doesn't do that for any game. So the fact that he did it for Spider-Man, I was like, this game must be really good. Mm-hmm. And then I got I like it. To find it. The backpacks. The what? The backpacks? Yeah, the hidden backpacks all over the place. I, got I love s- little a little track and find crap. Yeah, I get so addicted to that. Like I got the game and I just that was the first thing I did. I was just like, oh, there's a backpack over here. Oh, there's a thing over here. Oh, there's a thing over yep. here. Oh, there's yep. an antenna. I'm gonna go over here. And then it's just I'm just constantly it's like ADD. And that's mm-hmm. my problem with games. I don't know if you have the same I don't you know I know you don't have the same issue actually. I mean you beat so many games every year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, 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 I've got laser focus. If anything, I have the opposite problem of you of like, I just, 
I see a game and I can't quit until it's just super beaten and then I drop it and I never go back. My problem is I just have like friends that'll want to play something and they're games that you can't beat. I mean like my friends are like, hey, you want to play Call of Duty? Oh, I want to play Halo. Oh, let's play this. Oh, let's play yeah. TFT. Oh, now Legends of Terror just came out. Oh, I'm going to play some Magic Arena. And it's just this never ending cycle of going between all these different games. The new game comes out and I play it for a couple hours and then I'm back to a bunch of other games that all my other friends are trying to have me play. So I'm just mm-hmm. constantly going back and forth and I feel like Luigi's Mansion on the Switch is one of the mm-hmm. f- like few games I've beaten in... I think the last game I beat was Breath of the Wild before that. Oh, wow. Holy heck. <laughs> Holy... I think I, I've beaten about 200 games since then. Jesus. Yeah. But, I mean, that's so. your job. So, like, if your yeah. job is oh, to beat yeah. games, you're going to beat games. Yeah. Man, I've, I've played so much. I, I definitely think what the best part of being a reviewer that people don't understand until you start doing it is I like being forced to beat games. Oh, yeah. I like that I, I have to keep going. I have to level up. I have to do this next side quest. I have to find the secret sword of Albanar or whatever. Like I like that I have to sit down and play it. That's very enjoyable to me. I agree. I agree. When <coughs> I, uh, I used to do game reviews, it was, it was cool to have a reason to like sit down and it's like i i have to do this mm-hmm. I, even though i want to play all these other games and my my brain is driving me crazy i have to i have to laser focus in this game i have to beat it and i have to be able to give as much like thought as i can on every single aspect of this game so somebody has an informed idea of what it is about before they make a purchase because i want to help somebody out Dude, that one of my favorites of last year was by far um, Judgment. Judgment yeah. is like Wait, a judgment? The Yakuza. Sp- it's like a Yakuza spinoff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I need to. I need to get into the Yakuza series because I started mm-hmm. um, Kiwami. Yeah, I started there, and then everyone's like, "No, no, no, start at zero. And I'm like, "You, you could do either." Or I, I have a video that's coming out in a couple weeks, but I do want to do a big like. It doesn't matter how you play Yakuza. It's like how I think I'm gonna pl- name the video uh, because you can play them in whatever order. Like okay. the overall story is in a set order, but each one is kind of a random adventure of like, oh, this time um, Kirio Kazuma is being blamed for stealing a million dollars. So the whole game is about trying to clear your name and, oh, this one, someone's dead and you're trying to figure it out. Uh, Judgment is a spinoff and it's not connected. Um, You hear some family names, but that's it. You play as a new guy. You're actually a detective instead of a mobster. um, And it's so fun. Holy heck, is it freaking fun. (sighs) After I beat zero, mm-hmm. I will I'll give it a shot. I'll wait for it to hit that twenty dollar sweet spot. That's when I usually pick up games. Is that twenty dollar sweet sweet spot? And you think that would limit with how, you know how many games I own, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. I'm just surrounded by games that oh yeah I've played a little bit of and have not beaten. I think you'll like Judgment. One of the things that, that's special about Judgment is it's one of the first projects by that team uh, in 10 years that's actually fully in English. They voiced oh. it all in English, so you can play it in English or Japanese. Um, oh, I played it fully yeah. in English, and I think the, the voice actors did fantastic. Yeah, because the other Yakuza games, those are in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I completely all in forgot Japanese. about that. That's funny. 
Yeah, well, because the the translation on screen is so good. They uh, I follow a lot of the translators of the Yakuza games on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they talk about that they really struggle to take like all the zany jokes and stuff and get them to make sense in English. And they do a fantastic really job. Do. Like I I have no idea. That must be so difficult. That's all. I mean, I guess if you know the culture, you know how to kind of twist mm-hmm. it twist the language a bit but that's yeah i mean that's that's funny that's something you really don't think about when you're thinking of translations is taking a joke from one language to another because there are words that don't exist in one language mm-hmm. but do exist in another i mean that's essentially like a, a mind fuck to think about is how there are words that can't be translated like what does that even mean like oh yeah but well, I, I can't really explain it either because it's just oh. in this language or there's certain jokes. My older brother does a lot of translation work, and he talks about that there's there's weird problems you want to think about. Like you know, in Japanese, four is bad luck. Four is a uh, is it's like lore, and it sounds like their word for death, and so huh. people don't like to say the number four. The same way that in English, we don't like the number thirteen. Thirteen is bad luck, and so even our buildings don't have a thirteenth floor. So it automatically goes. 12 to 14 so if you're translating a joke about somebody going to the unlucky floor of a building do you make it lore or do you make it 13 because it'd make more sense in english and that's like a struggle mm. that a lot of people have of like how do i make this joke fit with the english audience in the appropriate way that makes sense that makes sense especially when you put it that way <coughs> that makes me yeah. think though where did that whole superstition of 13 come from it, it it's from the seafaring days. I read it a long time ago. I can't remember why though. Why it's if it's like every thirteenth trip ships went down. Mm, I can't remember. They just noticed like it's funny. Whenever you look for a pattern, you're gonna find it. So that's probably what they yeah. Did with oh the yeah. Thirteen thing. Now, going back to the rumor, I don't yeah. think there's ever gonna be an order eighteen eighty six sequel. The, the, there's actually a lot of rumors that there will be. There's really? a lot of rumors and stuff that the that studio's been hiring and they've been like getting a bunch of new like uh, artists and stuff on board. It's really weird, and the first game certainly wasn't great. But sometimes that's that's one of the most bizarre things about Sony is that Sony just picks projects and just funds them. You know, hmm. like did you hear? There's there's like a story now of. Uh, when they were making this God, this God of War four, while they were making it, uh, Shuhei Yoshida's job was like the taste tester of Sony, and he would actually fly to studios and play your game as soon as it was playable, and basically tell you whether it was good or whether it was bad. And he flew and played uh, it. He like meets up with Corey Balrog, and they're playing like the new version of God of War, and he said it sucked. He was like, "This is terrible." Like. The controls aren't fun. The combat is bad. Like, why do I have a little squealing kid following me around? And Corey Balrog was, like, crushed. Like, what do we do? And they spent a long time, and they fixed it and made it the amazing game it is today. Wow. And I think that that's kind of the thing is that Sony, like, clearly Sony didn't like it, but they kept funding it being like, well, like, it's bad now, but we'll give you another year. Yeah. That's crazy. I know, yeah. Especially when you see how good it is now. It's so funny when you see, like, like there was a bad version of this. Yeah, right? It's another game I haven't beaten. I haven't, I haven't beaten oh, yeah. God of War. I need to. I had so it's much good. fun when I was playing it. I'm like, this is so great. But I like, kind of overwhelmed myself because, like, I don't want to miss any secrets. So I just kept, like, exploring every inch of the map. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I got to start progressing, though. So I'd start progressing, but then I'd immediately go back to, well, I got, oh, I almost missed over here. 
Mm-hmm. But I need to get more runes, and oh, here's another puzzle I gotta figure out. Exactly. I just was like, I don't want to miss any like cool, you know, items or anything like that. And I don't want to miss an upgrade. Maybe I'll be under leveled, and the game will be more difficult. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just kind of psych myself out of some games. Did you uh, did you unlock the the other weapon? I don't think I even got that far. I know what you, you're talking you sh- about. Yeah, you you get the blades of wrath back, yep. and it's such a, like an epic moment of him like getting getting the Kratos blades again, and just being like, "All right, hose mad." <laughs> now you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, like, you thought I was mad before. Wait till I trim your beard with these motherfuckers. <laughs> He's just a bitter old man. Like the whole game, it's so good. I love it. I love that. It is, and that's why I really want to see more of it. If you if you beat the game, um, you like get an ending, and it's a great ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then optionally, you just go around and keep playing the game. If for some reason you walk all the way back to the beginning of the game, go and walk back into your house, you actually get a special cutscene where they decide, like, all right, like it's the end of our adventure, boy. Like let's let's rest. We've earned it. And they lay down and go to sleep. And Kratos wakes up in the middle of the night, and there's a big storm outside. And he walks outside, and you just see what looks like uh, Thor. You see the Norse version of Thor standing there, and he's just got like a giant hammer and lightning striking. That's awesome. And he's like, who are you? And then the game just ends. So it seems like we're going to actually fight like the whole the whole uh, Norse pantheon. That's awesome. Oh, man. <coughs> now I really have to beat it, especially if there's going to be a second one. Like, I got to catch up. Oh, yeah. So many games I got to catch up on. Like, I never beat Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh. <sighs> How do you not beat Horizon? <laughs> because I got the game. Actually, no, my, my buddy got the game. I borrowed it for a bit. Um, I gave it back to him. And then the disc vanished. And then I bought the Game of the Year edition I haven't even opened yet. So oh, yeah, At yeah. some point, I will open that game. And I just need to start streaming games again. I feel like that'll be a good way to get me to beat games. Because that's, that's what got me to beat uh, Luigi's Mansion for the Switch was oh yeah i was like i'm gonna stream this game and because i'm streaming it i have to just keep playing it you know people want to see the end of it so i guess that's 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 one way to motivate myself yeah uh horizon is a great streaming game i think a lot of open world stuff is good for streaming but that one specifically just because you can go around and gather herbs and make potions and then do all the side quests to get all the like the laser armor like it's definitely a game that's like very stream friendly Good. That'll be that'll be down the line then. Definitely for one of those <laughs> games I need to play. Um, bef- before I beat that, I need to beat Resident Evil 2 Remake because... I, dude, I've beaten that game like seven times. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad. Like, I just get frustrated. The zombies keep coming back to life. And I keep running out of ammo. And I don't know what the hell to do. And the freaking, like, liquor people just murder me because I'll be all quiet and I'll try to walk past them and not touch them. And then another one just comes around the corner and just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just headbutts me in the dick and I can't do anything about it. It's like, well, I, I didn't touch you. You hit me. Why are you attacking me now? That's funny. Man, I beat that game on every difficulty. Uh, I did everything uh, just to get all the unlockables and all the trophies. Because I'm a, I'm a big Resident Evil person, though, so mm-hmm. I had to... Um, and I even did a stream. I think I beat it in an hour and 40 minutes. I speed, sped, did a speed run stream of it at one point where I just like opening credits to ending credits. And I think one hour and 44 minutes. Wow. Was really fun. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Hour and it's good. Minutes. I like I like that game, man. It's once you know all the puzzles and all the stuff, it's kind of just a matter of like doing it. Okay. Well, I'll give it another shot. I just kept like, why am I running out of ammo so much? Is there is there something I'm not I, doing right? Maybe knife them. You can knife them and you can dodge them. So the the whole era back then, we called these games save one bullet. Of mm-hmm. like, you're supposed to save one bullet to blow your own brains out. <laughs> and typically with the save one bullet games, the, the whole philosophy was to skip everything you could. So um, especially in the Resident Evil 2 remake, I spend a lot of time just running past zombies there most times you'll visit an area for like a puzzle piece you'll never go back to that area so a lot of times Mm. i'll just like run in solve the puzzle real quick grab the item and then run back past like three zombies and you gotta think i saved five bullets per zombie that's 15 extra bullets in my clip you know so you just kind of you kind of get used to like dodging everything you can and then only killing what you have to or you can also do a thing of if you shoot them in the head twice and they fall over run up and knife them on the ground you can kill them with your knife you don't have to like execute them uh, while they're on the ground so a lot of times i'll do that to to make sure i'm not just shooting bullets straight down into the pavement that makes sense okay i'll have to i'll have to try it again from that i almost need to restart Mm -hmm. the game because all the ammo is gone so i'll just restart near the beginning it's a pretty short yeah it's a pretty short game it's always worth restarting okay cool i'll I'll give it another shot i remember it was so funny i was streaming this game and in the very beginning, the convenience store, I somehow got lost. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, wow! I'm like, oh my god, I'm a game journalist. What's happening? I can't even, I can't even leave this convenience store. <laughs> Holy shit, the inconvenience store. Damn. Everyone's stream is like, dude, dude, go the other way. And I'm like, I thought I came from that way. I got all turned around somehow, but it was. <laughs> I love the mental image of you just in there, just being like, "Help! Help! help I need an adult! Help! help. <laughs> there's a, there's zombies in here!" <laughs> you just get the goofy mod. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Those are good. I really like the the naked Mister X one where he's wearing the little speedo. Have you seen that one? It's really no. great. And it's he looks like a giant greased up blue bodybuilder, <laughs> but he has the same face. So he just looks so serious about it. Of like, all right, let's do this thing. Like, oh no no no! <laughs> <coughs> I like the, the X gun. Give it to you. Yeah, I was the, say, where, I was yeah say. the blast X gonna give it to you at all times. That's that was so good. good. That reminds me of the old uh, Slenderman days. Read like here the the give me twenty dollars thing behind you did you remember that oh yeah i don't i don't i was never really into slender man oh okay i remember when it first came out it was uh it was like this free-to-play game that mm-hmm. it was like shrouded in mystery like why would anyone just release this random downloadable free game and the first time i played it i was at my friend's house at the time which was like way out in the boonies and it was like surrounded by trees <laughs> oh hell no <laughs> and his uh speaker system on his computer was like surround sound and it was that was quite the experience oh and it was raining outside too so it was just like this whole ambience type thing it's like you're in the game it was awesome it sounds awful (laughs) the the first time i the first time i ever saw a fatal frame uh, oh, was yeah. at a friend's house and my friend was playing it and she was good at it. She was like one of the few games she had and she was playing it. And then I had to walk like a block home and I was just so afraid that of like awful. 
the the ropes at the beginning of the fatal frame where it's like all the ropes are hanging down and stuff and i was walking home and i was like i'm gonna see one of those ropes i swear <laughs> to god i'm just gonna see like a, a, i'm just going i'm dead this is it this is uh, <clears throat> just start taking pictures know. man yeah exactly right yeah it was way before camera phones or else i would have been like true, got yeah. you bitch <laughs> maybe, maybe that was like a flip phone era you could use a flip phone camera did they have right except i was poor as hell nobody i didn't have a flip phone i should oh, i should have okay. just done this yeah. and been like i got it's you. the idea the idea yeah bitch bitch <laughs> mental pictures mental pictures mental pic- <laughs> i'll remember your face um I mean, speaking of horror games, uh, I know you made a tweet about the new Silent Hill rumor. How there's like yeah, two I, games. I ended up making a. I made a video about it just now. Oh, cool! And uh, well, I mean, this this will come out after your video, so it's not like we're gonna still go watch yeah. this video if you haven't already <laughs> on Silent Hill. Um, but I guess it's it's been confirmed that it's actually like gonna be a soft reboot. It's not gonna be a pachinko machine. Yeah. A soft reboot and an episodic adventure. Hmm. The episodic one, I'm not, I don't know, a little bit unsure about that. The -hmm. whole episodic games, I'm I'm kind of glad that trend died. I was kind of sick of it where you you buy pieces of the game instead of just the full game. Um, But a a soft reboot, I'm down. I'm down for that. But I'm a little bit worried at the same time because of what they did with Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) Did you um did you ever play uh Siren Blood Curse? Uh, Siren Blood Curse? Did you ever see that? I've seen it. I don't recall exactly what it is. I it, remember It's it's very interesting. It's an episodic horror game that was sold episodically, but was really kind of unique about it is that each episode you would play as a new person a lot of times. Oh, that's kind of so, interesting you'd play as like a baker and it's basically in this giant town being taken over by like these demons. So there's lots of like zombies and stuff and different characters will have different abilities. So one guy's like got a gun and stuff. Cause he's like a detective. Um, one's like a chef. So he has like a big, huge knife, but he can also see through the eyes of the bad guys, stuff like that. Oh God. Um, it, and it was very, very cool. Very, very cool game. Um, very groundbreaking. And I, I kind of like the idea of if they do an episodic thing, it'd be cool if it's like that. Of like you could play the episodes pretty much in any order. It doesn't matter if you do it one, two, three, four, five, because all five are just each character's telling part of a grander story. Something like that would be cool. And I feel like then it doesn't affect the soft reboot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect the rest of the Silent Hill games. You could just call it like episodes of Silent Hill. That makes sense. That'd be cool. I like that idea a lot. <coughs> and that's something that really hasn't been done. I mean, it's kind of been... I can't think of a game where it's been done like that. I mean, Grand Theft Auto, you're kind of playing through different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Until Dawn was kind of like that, where you're playing with different yeah. characters. But they're all terrible, yeah. and I just wanted them all to die. Um, I, I, I like Until Dawn. <laughs> I, I just couldn't care about any of the characters. I'm like, you're all awful people. Oh, they're people. terrible, yeah. I hate they're you. They're terrible. Can, how do I figure out how to kill all the characters? Is that the, the bad guy? I'm going to run at him. I, yeah, I never got that trophy, but there is a trophy for killing everybody. There's a trophy for killing everybody, and there's a trophy for getting every single person to live, and I've never gotten either. I always have a couple of people die. Do you ever find out who the killer is? Um. Yeah, that's the... You, you haven't beaten it? No. The the killer is fake. The the killer is uh one of the people is playing a prank. Um, but then after that you discover the real twist is that there's Wendigos. There's actually basically werewolves on the mountain. And so it goes from like 
like a fake horror game to a real horror game, <laughs> and it's it's really cool oh, it's actually. So cool. I re- yeah, it's really cool. Well, and it, and it it never comes out and says exactly what the Wendigos are or anything, but you kind of by investigating with certain characters, you can discover that it is like a virus that people are getting bit, and you actually find out that there were like all these miners that used to work up in the mountain, and they they found the virus by accident and got infected with it. So you see like one of the dudes has like a hundred year old mining tattoo on him and stuff, and you go up into an insane asylum and you can see that some of the people that were being bitten were being put in the insane asylum like oh this guy is crazy he's attacking people and then they went full wendigo and broke out and killed all the doctors and so it's really surprisingly good one of those things of like it starts off like a cheesy horror movie and then it turns into a real cheesy horror oh my movie god yeah that completely changes how i feel about the game because for the longest time i was like oh great it's just as a killer up there Did, whatever the, and i lost interest the, but the fact that there's like another the cool- story to it the coolest part is that it actually does a bunch of different stuff with your controller. It actually does different stuff with your controller where you have to like attack people or whatever. But one of the things it does towards the end is you discover that the Wendigos can only see motion. They actually have like eyes that can only detect when you move. So it'll do a thing where a Wendigo will be in your face and it'll say, don't move. And you have to physically hold your hand still and it'll put a motion bar sensor on the screen. And as your hands are physically shaking, it'll show the movement bar. And if you move just a little bit too much, the Wendigo will like attack and kill you. So it's just, it's so fun to see like your, your, your tension physically on screen. Like, oh my God. It's so cool. So few games really take advantage of all the different things they put <coughs> into the controllers to the point where mm-hmm. I'm like, Nintendo, did you have to put an IR sensor in it? Like, did you need that for the game where you're going like this? Mm. Like, was that necessary? Exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we as uh, gamers and them as companies would save a lot of money if they stopped putting in all these like stupid things that nobody asked for in these controllers. Like, I feel like Xbox is the only controller that is gimmick free. Yeah. I mean the the what were you saying? The the rumor is the PlayStation 5 controller is still going to have some gimmicks. The, the PlayStation 5 controller is going to have a, a a microphone built into it and you'll be able to talk to this AI inside your PlayStation no. 5. No, don't where do that. it it'll have like a the dashboard will have like an AI thing so you can just be like PlayStation 5, turn on uh, Netflix Mandalorian, and it'll go, that's not on Netflix, bitch. <laughs> you know, you lost me until then. Then you had me, and I was like, okay, now yeah. I'm fine with the AI. If it calls me a bitch, yeah. then I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Either way, well, hopefully we see it all soon. I, I'm really hoping we have to see the PlayStation 5 soon. Yep. We have to see, like, a reveal of the box. We have to see why this is different and special because i feel like a lot of people right now are asking like the main question on the internet is like what's it gonna do like what what why is this really worth selling my playstation 4 for so the main now this rumor i doubt is true but if it is i'm buying two playstation 5s because if it can play all the way back to playstation 1 Mm -hmm. that's insane that is, you've I, given life to a huge amount of my library, and I now am able to play PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 1. Like, that's, I would be so I, happy. Do you know who Modern Vintage Gamer is, MVG? I've heard of him. 
So he's he's a super genius. He's super humble about it. Uh, he does a YouTube channel breaking down the tech of different consoles. He has actually been in the hacking business now for like 20 years. He's been breaking into consoles and seeing how they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever had a modded Xbox, that original programming is actually by him. He is that guy. Wow. Um, super intelligent guy. Holy Video. Shit. Each of his videos is like a mini documentary about the tech just such a nice dude at the same time. And uh, he has gone on record saying that he doesn't think that backwards compatibility uh, to the degree we hope is possible. He's just like, he's like the, the, the PlayStation five will probably definitely play PlayStation four games. It probably will never play PlayStation three. It'll probably never play PlayStation two or PlayStation one. So we may have like an emulated version. Maybe we'll have like a store where we can buy digital versions of the games (sighs) But uh, he doesn't think it'll ever be possible to, like, put a physical disc in there and play it. Damn. That makes me sad. If he's saying that, then that kind of just dispels all hope for it. Exactly. Once he told me that, I'm like, all right, well, you're the the professor. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. I really wanted that. I was... I was like, it's not going to happen, but I'm still going to let myself get hyped. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dreams can be real. Yeah, right? I'm going to keep dreaming. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I had to do it. You set me up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, it's so funny how I came up with that stupid catchphrase like so many years ago, just like off the cuff, like, oh, I need a catchphrase. I'll come up with it. And now I'll be at conventions and fans will walk up and be like, oh, my God, it's Dreamcast. Keep dreaming, man. And it's like, oh, oh, it's that thing I made up. Whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so sick. How did you come yeah. up with that? Do you remember? I, and I just... I'm Dreamcast guy. I needed a sign off. I mean, it, literally, there's no magic or mystery. It just literally was like, keep dreaming. There you go. Look, it's a dream. I'm Dreamcast guy. Keep it up. You know, there was nothing to it. My horrible outro came from, I originally would say, because I, I, I liked when people would kind of sign off and be kind of positive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have a great day. Have a, mm-hmm. so I would say, have a fantastic day. And then somebody mm-hmm. in the comments, like a long time ago, I don't remember who it was, like, how about a Fanta? fantastic day and i'm like that is so stupid i have to use it from now on <laughs> my my whole uh what's up gamers uh that's from a comment i eat for a lot for the first like year i do what's up guys dreamcast guy here and someone was like hey man i love your videos like I'll, i'm one of the 20 subscribers or whatever like the redundancy sounds weird so i just changed it mm. to what's up gamers that works i mean that's who's watching your channel it might as well right yeah i know my demographic <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if you want to talk about anything else in this list just because it's most likely not going to... Oh, you know what? One thing I didn't want to talk about because I saw you also tweeted about it was the Demon Souls. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of rumors. I fully believe that's real. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's got to be. 100%, 100% I think it's real. I think my theory is that's the secret project Blue Point Games is working on. Who's Blue Point Games again? Blue Point Games made the uh, HD remake of... Um, uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, okay. That was yeah, pretty and good. Been work- that was really good. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. And and after that, uh, they really scaled up, and they're still scaling up. I think they're up to like ninety employees now, which is actually a pretty freaking massive team. Um, and we know they're working on something, so that's why I think it's it's gotta be Demon Souls because that that game does need a lot of work. They're gonna have to rework a lot of the dungeons and mm-hmm. stuff. So, so I I think it's that, and I. I've heard some people think that Demon Souls wouldn't sell, and I I think it would. Demon Souls wouldn't it, sell. It be because it's old. 
it's definitely it's definitely the most raw of all the the Dark Souls Demon Souls games. So especially after Sekiro, it'd be weird to go back to the earliest. So that's why I think that they'll do it, and I I think it'll take a lot of work, but I think it'll be great. I think I think it would sell pretty damn well because I feel like I feel like From Software is really the only people that are making these games. Like there are a couple other companies that are trying to make Souls like games, but they're the ones that just kind of do it perfectly each time for the fan base. I mean, I don't really know of another Souls-like game that is even close to the popularity of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, or Sekiro. Right. Um, so, Surge is like 10% as popular. Yeah. I've, but even then, yeah, that's like literally 90% behind. Yeah, and I've, I've that's kind of a, a niche. Like, people are just desperate at that point. Like, they, oh, I gotta have something. And there's mm-hmm. that other, like, anime one that supposedly is pretty good, like Code Vein, I believe is what it's called. Code Vein, yeah. Yeah. I am trying my hardest to get into the Dark Souls series because everybody that gets into it loves it. They're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. one of the best games ever played. And then I try to play it, and I make a little bit of progress, and then I get frustrated, and then I stop. And then I come back, and I try to make a little bit more progress, and I get frustrated, and I stop. What is the key to success with getting so, into Soulsborne games. The the biggest thing is play them backwards. I definitely say to play really? play Dark Souls 3, then Dark Souls 2 and then Dark Souls 1. And I say that because they actually start they started a lot harder and they got a little bit easier over time. Huh. They're still pretty tough, but I think Dark Souls 3, every boss in Dark Souls 3 has a a trick. Every boss you can beat at level one oh. in Dark Souls three because a lot of them will have like, um, like it'll be a giant and the giant's super super powerful and smashing you, and it turns out that if you break his bracelets, it'll take off like ninety percent of his health. So oh. a lot a lot of them will have a trick. So it makes it where you are more free to level up at your leisure. You're more free to like use the weapons you prefer. Um, then go to Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2 is a little bit different. It's got a little bit more winding maps, but I think that gives you more freedom to explore. And the Dark Souls 1 is definitely the harder one of, like, you hmm. you screw up on a boss, you'll die real quick. A lot of the dungeons are, are very difficult to navigate. So I think playing them in reverse order kind of gets you acclimated to the difficulty better. Where does Bloodborne and Sekiro land on that list? Um... That's that's tough. It's hard to compare their difficulty because both of those are a lot faster. Mm. They're both way, way, way faster. I would say you can play them whenever you want, though. Um, I, I know a lot of people who beat Sekiro before all the others. Hmm. Um, maybe even do that. I, I definitely think that Bloodborne can be easy. The big thing about Bloodborne is the whole blood system where when you're hurt, you can actually attack somebody and get your health back so you can actually play all of bloodborne without blocking ever oh, you wow. can play the whole game without a shield um that's the way my buddy plays it my buddy just uses it also has the kick step whereas in dark souls you have the action roll in that one you can just do a little half step mm-hmm. back in bloodborne mm-hmm. so because it, you can get really all the bosses are programmed to like perfectly miss you so you can actually just skip dodge behind it you can beat the whole game without being touched wow um but it's it's all all those games are just about practice. That's funny. It's just you gotta practice to actually play this game. I feel like that's definitely not something that exists anymore. And that's probably why that market is so I don't know. Yeah. Big now. It's 
It's also why people get so into the New Game Plus. There's New Game Plus, and nobody talks about it like outside the Dark Souls community, but you, every time you beat those games, you can go right back to the beginning, and everything's ten times harder. So you just keep starting it over, and people do like New Game Plus 5, and so all the enemies have like literally 17 times the health and stuff. Oh my god. Uh, and you'll be slashing for like 600,000 damage and stuff. And, and it's really, really... And the Dark Souls community loves that. The Dark Souls community loves to just like constantly turn up the pressure more and more sounds kind of like diablo in that fact <coughs> where you're, you're just constantly oh, yeah. better gear and you get more powerful so you turn up that dial to make them a little bit more difficult to kind of match with your power level mm-hmm. yeah or it's sort of in a way does remind me of breath of the wild as well of like once you've done a hundred hours of breath of the wild you're kind of like okay well now i want to try the hero mode and now i purposely only want to use bows mm-hmm. and now i'm only going to throw objects at people like you you create your own challenge how many hours did you put in that game i think i only put about 160 hours into breath of the wild only <laughs> yeah well uh, all my friends put in like 300 minimum wow. so i i consider myself like the baby back bitch I need to go back in. I think I have like 60 hours in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I, I like it a lot. I feel like you can comfortably finish the game in about 80 hours, and then that's when you get to do all the collectibles. And I still never did any of the DLC. Never did any of the DLC. I never even bought it. I was like, get a motorcycle? What in the world? Right. I was like, Dude, the videos of that motorcycle are so good. Really? Yeah, it's, it's really funny. You can like... It has really good physics, so people will, like, be ducking and dodging all the, the, like, robots out in the field and stuff. It's really fun. Yeah, the physics in that game have some insane... I mean, even, like, the donkey videos where he's, like, messing around with the rocks. And he's Mm -hmm. just, like, going thing. And he's, like, doing combos with the physics to just create these crazy things. Like, it's it's so funny. I got real into the snowboarding for a while. Oh, I was I love really into that. snowboarding. Was so cool. I'd go up to the tallest mountains and just whoa, yeah. all the way down. Shield surfing was by far one of my most favorite things. Once I figured out how to do it, I'm like, this is. Oh yeah, I've broken so many shields, but it's so worth it. Yep, I'd literally just start getting crappy shields <laughs> and just having yeah. ten crappy shields at a time. Like, oh, all right, time to go to the mountain. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, <coughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see what the new ones like. Right, yeah. I, I think it's going to be like Majora's Mask. I think it's going to be uh, I hope not. same graphics style, same like physics style, but just a new adventure. I'd be fine with that. I just don't want it to be like Majora's Mask with like the timing and you have to like constantly oh, yeah, reset. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, probably not that. No, that people hate being rushed. Yeah. I'm, yeah, if you think about it, I can't think of many games nowadays that have a time limit involved i mean there used to be that huge mechanic in so many different games i mean katamari damashi um dead rising think about dead, how dead rising, rising you're right that, dead, dead rising used to be like no matter what your save file is going to restart in in 12 hours like enjoy your 12 hours because the game will end no matter what that's so stressful mm-hmm. is that why they got rid of it? i mean even pikmin had a time limit in it yeah yeah dude that was hard as hell that was hard yeah those are brutal they don't have that anymore. That's crazy. I never thought about that until now. That's funny. I wonder why. I think it was, I, I think it was artificial difficulty. Mm. When you think about those, those games weren't particularly, they weren't particularly hard, yeah. but they were stressful. And I think after a while they were like, okay, stressful isn't normally ubiquitous with fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did kind of prefer it. I was like, oh, thank God. This Katamari game doesn't have a time limit for this level. Thank God. Right. Yeah, that's true. 
I was playing through Katamari on the Switch recently, and uh, I forgot that game's only like three hours, and I, yeah. I just blew through it. I remember I I originally beat that game on the PS2 when I was in like mm-hmm. middle school or something like that. I finally just had an entire day that I couldn't do anything else, so I just sat down and beat that when I was really sick. And uh, yeah. so good. I yeah, I love the artwork. It's so good. Yeah. Just the two little cows being like, how's it going, bro? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did they stop making those? I feel like a sequel on the Switch or just port over all of the PS2 ones to the Switch. I will happily buy them. It, it's just that developer. I think he got tired of it because it was mm. being made by that one guy and his team. And after a while, he's like, all right, like I just can't make any more ball games. Now he I'm just done. makes weird games that nobody buys. Is it? Did he do that Wampa 2 or whatever? Isn't that him? Wampa? I can't. I can't remember. There's like a name for his new thing, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, there's like that weird game where there's like a bunch of like um, personified objects. There's like a toilet and it flushes the poop and it's happy. And I'm like, what in the fuck is happening right now? It's like somebody dropped a ton of acid and went, there's the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that seems accurate. Yeah. Like dropping acid. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, uh, Deadly Premonitions on the Switch now. Have you played that yet on the Switch? I have. I have a little bit, as much as possible. Holy hell, it's uh, it's definitely a trip. Is it? Um, did you ever play it originally? No, no. Oh, okay. So this is a new experience for you, because I actually did play it back on the 360 when it was like this weird twenty dollar release title, and I was like, what in the world is this game? So I just randomly picked it up on a whim. After reading the uh, Jim Sterling review on Destructoid oh, yeah, way back yeah. when, I was like, 10 out of 10? All these other people are giving it like, just terrible review scores, but it's only 20 bucks. I guess I'll give it a shot. And then we're playing it, and I'm like, what is this? How, how did this get made? This is the strangest thing on the planet. Everything from the dialogue to the fact that your car can only go a certain mile per hour up to like needing to get gas, and then... You're talking to yourself, but nobody else seems to know that you're talking to yourself. It's just, it's such a trip of a game. Yeah, it's stuff like this, so it's from such a different time. Like, yep. that stuff just can't exist anymore. Well, I don't know, that guy's still making games, and they're still, they're still pretty trippy. That's true, it's true, that, that man's getting paid. Yeah, especially with all these re-releases that he keeps doing. I mean, it's been re-released in the PS3, 360, or it was on the 360 already, PS3... I think it got on the PC. Surprisingly, skipped Xbox One and PS4. That's interesting. I didn't think mm. about that. He's like, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what did you think of this generation as a whole? Because I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah? I really enjoyed uh, the whole PlayStation 4 generation. I feel like... The uh, PlayStation we- 4 generation... <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know what i mean sir the the whole the playstation 4 uh xbox one i i feel like what we had was the the uh, i like to call it the indie renaissance mm. which is i think game development tools were cheaper than they've ever been um self-publishing is more accessible than it's ever been sony and microsoft are actually going out to game jams and buying games that are like 90 percent done um to publish them themselves Uh, i think it's interesting games like rocket league would not have existed in another generation like there's been so many little tiny uh indie rpgs that really managed to like take off and get a hold and get attention i i talk to game developers in china sometimes i have some friends who are game developers over in china and they just talk about that 
we're just in an era now where if you can code a game, you can just put it on the PlayStation 4. And that's that's so that's cool awesome. to me now of like so I just feel like we're we're in a time now where accessibility is is so different. Um obviously the AAA scene hasn't been as amazing. We only really got one Final Fantasy and it was Final Fantasy 15 which wasn't super crazy. Um, but I still think that this generation as a whole was really fun. It's funny that you said the PlayStation 4 generation, because that's yeah. kind of what it was. If yeah. you think about it, I mean, you look at the sales of consoles and you look at the games that came out. I mean, what did Xbox, like, what came out on the Xbox that was like, wow, this is so new and so great? I can't think of a single game that comes I mean, to mind. I do th- I do think uh, Gears, the Gears of War games have gotten bigger and better, and I, I really liked Gears Five, but really? yeah, it's hard to say. That's definitely not new. You th- yeah, you think, I really you think they've gotten better over time? I don't know if I'd say. I was going to say that got, that is they've a gotten different good. opinion from what I've heard. Because no, I I still think they're really fun, but uh, yeah, they're definitely not better. But I, like, I'm still saying that X, Xbox is still trying. It was like for me, it was like one was just phenomenal, and two somehow beat that. Three was kind of more the same, and then four, like what in the world did they do? And then five mm-hmm. was like, for me, it's like one and then two and then three was a huge step really? up. And then judgment was oh, beneath judgment, the floorboards. That's not <laughs> so bad. And then um, I think four, I think four, I like almost as much as two. And then I think I like five. I like five. Probably I like five about five percent more than I liked uh, Gears four. Yeah. But, I mean, compared to 2 and 3, if you're looking at just multiplayer, it mm-hmm. feels like the entire series just shat itself. Does it? I, I like the new speed and pacing. I like the new weapons a lot. I like the new maps. I think the, the whole verticality really kind of changed. Um, I like the new games a lot. They're definitely different, and you could tell that they're not nearly as competitive. Like the way the, the online community for those games died so fast. Oh yeah. So clearly it just didn't have the legs anymore. I guess I'm just sick of, cause in like two and three, you could just unlock things by playing the game. And then it's Mm -hmm. kind of frustrating. Like four had loot boxes, which is Mm -hmm. somehow, somehow the loot boxes were better than what was in five. Cause in five to unlock things, you have to do like this weird battle pass thing that resets oh, yeah. and you have to have a totem and you only have one totem at a time and you have to complete all these certain challenges during a certain amount of time otherwise you miss the character forever like it's it's so baffling how they do these different unlock systems each time and another thing i noticed sadly with a lot of these games that have been coming out is even though they get bigger and better a lot of them start losing, like, details that I notice. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was a lot of gore that was kind of missing from 4 and 5. Like, you couldn't oh, headshot yeah. somebody and have their brain go everywhere and skull fragments. Like, you think with the... Well, when, you, when you used to chainsaw people in uh, 2 and 3, you'd actually see yes. their guts spill out. Like, yes. individual parts of intestines would fall out and stuff. And that definitely doesn't happen anymore. You could see, like, their rib cage and all their internal organs mm-hmm. and... Does it sound weird to say that I missed that? Like, it's so... It, it's so weird to me that they, they would remove detail from a more powerful system and a newer mm-hmm. game. But instead, it seems like that's the common thing, is that they're removing details. Like, in Grand Theft Auto 4, 
you bump into somebody, they don't just start punching in the face. But in Grand Theft Auto Five, everybody's hostile to you for literally no reason. Did you see it? There's like that clip going around on Twitter that's so great, and it's like a Grand Theft Auto Five, and the guy's playing it first person, and he walks up, and there's a guy standing outside of a store, and he pushes it. The guy's like, "Hey, buddy, fuck off!" And he like pushes him again, and the guy goes, "That's it, you're gonna get it." He puts his hands up, and all of a sudden the character gets out a gun, and immediately the guy goes, "I would like to apologize." <laughs> Have you seen that? And no. the clip was just called "I would like to apologize," and it's just so instant. Like I need to, I I need to cue this up for after this because that needs to, I need to. Yeah, see that. if you just search "I would like to apologize" on Twitter, you'll find it. It's so good because it's just so instant. Like the gun gets out, and it's just "I would like to apologize." Oh, it's only sixteen seconds. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. That's pretty funny. I mean, there's there are a lot of cool things too about the multiplayer. But at the same time, it just feels like a job at one point. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, Grand Theft Auto 4, you felt like you could just kind of do whatever you wanted. And Grand Theft Auto 5 is like, that'll be uh, $50. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5 is a business. And I think that's kind of what sucks about it is that it's it doesn't exist for fun. No. It's not trying to be like the crazy coolest thing on the block. It's, it's trying to be fun enough that you'll keep buying shark cards. Yep. And have you, I saw this video that was recommended on my feed, and this is what kind of also sparked um, this discussion besides the fact that, I don't know if you've watched Crobe Cat at all, Crobe Cat, Crow, Crow Cat, Crobe? I don't think I have, no. He, no, he basically, he'll look at, he'll compare, you know, older game to the newer game, he'll compare the E3 gameplay to the real mm-hmm. gameplay, and the exact areas they're showing on the E3 trailer as opposed to what it looks like in real life. I mean, Watch Dogs was, of course, a big example of the difference mm-hmm. between E3 and real life. Um, another one was The Division on, like, all the different changes. He, and I remember he did one on Bioshock Infinite showing, like, all the stuff they changed yeah. in Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing how much we're lied to. And, yeah, like I said, how much detail is taken out of these games. I mean, I saw character models from grand theft auto 4 and those same characters in grand theft auto 5 and they look so much worse in a game Mm -hmm. that just objectively looks better in every other aspect it's like what did you do did you what this there's a lot of rumors that the the version of cyberpunk we're gonna get is gonna look like garbage i've heard that like the that that they're just like they made it they made it to be a playstation 5 game and now, like, they're like, well, we promised to be on the PlayStation 4. There's over 100 million PlayStation 4s. We could, that's a lot of money, but we can't just pass up. So they're like, we're just going to have to downscale it and turn the resolution knobs and, like, do whatever it takes for it to run consistently and put it out. What if you buy it on PC? Right? I mean, I bet it'll run great on PC. I'm curious what it looks like. Yeah, it'll be... Because I've been hearing... I don't remember. Was it... Yeah, I don't remember who it was. Somebody told me that... They knew somebody, they had like a contact within the studio, and basically it's not even close to being finished. I've heard that, but I I think 
the idea of games being finished is really different now. Oh, like God. I've heard a lot of times people say, um, I I've talked to some people who said that they, there were times where their game was done for six months and they didn't release it because it just wouldn't sell during that window. So mm. sometimes there's games that are done and you just sit on it for six months. And then there's times where you're working on your game until they print that physical disc. And so I think this is just going to be one of those circumstances where they got six months left to work on it and they're working on it every single day of those six months you know what i heard was that it's not anthem level bad but yeah the amount of like they, they kind of oversold what they wanted the game to be and they were overly ambitious and because of that they're running behind on a lot of different things so they're going to be working every hour of every day and that's why crunch time is still going to happen because they yeah. just kind of I don't know, they, they hyped themselves up too much and they gave themselves unrealistic expectations and now they have to fulfill those. But like you said, they might have to downgrade some of PlayStation 4 and it's going to be, I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm worried about it, but at the same time, CD Projekt Red hasn't disappointed us yet. Mm-hmm. And, and they have infinite but, money. The whole thing is, I feel like CD Projekt Red is going to make the best version of Cyberpunk they possibly can. Like, this is not going to be a cheap cash grab game. We're definitely going to get the best version of it they can possibly make. That's another thing I've been wondering. Like, how do they have infinite money? Because they have The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. That's but that's, that's that's the thing as well. I mean, they they also have that stupid what is it, Throne Breaker. They make a lot of money on Gwent. But Do the they main make a thing lot of money that, on Gwent? I mean, that was doing so bad they took it off of consoles. That I think that they've made for a zero budget project, it's pure profit. You know, that's so true. the thing the thing with Witcher Three is that they made Witcher Three a long time ago, and it just keeps selling and selling and selling and selling and selling. And like a lot of times, these games once they break even, it's pure profit, and so think they they even now have sold probably another million copies of it after the witcher tv show came out so that's another 20 million dollars of pure profit for your bank account so it's like the type of thing of they could they could theoretically never make a game again they could just keep developing for the next 10 years on one project that's that's kind of what uh valve has right now which is that like valve is in they don't need to release anything, you know? Like, they're releasing Half-Life Alex just for the fun of it. It's a shame they don't release more, though. Because even <laughs> though, I guess the studio that made Left 4 Dead is making a game called uh, Back for Blood or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There were just so many great Valve-published titles not necessarily developed. I mean, like you said, these, these companies are going to game jams and picking up games. That's how Portal became a thing it was yep. like a, a college yep. project and they turned it into a full-fledged game and that makes me think well how much potential are we missing here because valve is just like oh we're making enough money on just the store yeah that makes me really it's kinda sad li- that's kind of life though man the, the, yeah. the business is is uh it's something my dad says sometimes, which is that everybody in life is looking to work enough that they don't have to work. And I think if you release a game that sells like a hundred million copies or something, you're done working. Like you just, you become like the creator on Minecraft and go, all right, I'm going up to the mountains. I'm going to have a room full of gumballs. Yeah. What's up with Notch? I haven't heard of him (coughs) forever. He's a weirdo now. He's a weirdo now. Yeah. That's so. that's the last thing I heard was he was a weirdo. That's about it. Yep. But he's got like an ungodly sum amount of money. I guess that would make he was already kind of like a you know, not so social guy. 
Yeah. Having that much money must... I can't even imagine what it would do to your mindset to have, what, a billion dollars, was it? Two, two, yeah, two billion, yeah. Two billion dollars, yeah, definitely. It, it's so funny, too, because, yeah, uh, I'm sure it's just completely... He, he was tweeting about it a while ago about, like, it's just... He can't talk to a woman in a normal way or anything. It's like, everybody... I assume everybody either wants my money or they want to sell me a game, and I just don't... I don't want to do it anymore. Wow. That's depressing. Yeah. He 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 achieved his gr- his dream and it backfired almost. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I it's it's a I I definitely am a believer of like like artists. Oh god, my computer went to sleep. Our artists are not supposed to become like super millionaires, you know? Like whenever you see an artist like really manage to take off, it seems like they don't get the happiness they thought they'd get. That's interesting. Well, I forgot my computer. Forgot my computer goes into sleep mode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I just whenever somebody says they've like run out of ideas for their money, I'm like, how? I have so money. I have so many ideas, but I have zero monies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I like did, I would did different people. Like I I have no. I have, I want for nothing. I don't. I don't care about money at all. If I can eat, that's all I've ever wanted to do is eat. All I've ever cared about was being able to eat and being able to to pay my rent. Like, literally, if I had to sell my whole collection today, I would feel nothing. Like, um, in my official will, when I die, I want people to sell all this and give the money to charity. I don't mm-hmm. even care if anybody keeps it because, I don't know. And I think a lot of artists are like that. I think a lot of artists are just like, well, I want to keep making stuff. As long as I can keep making YouTube videos, I'm happy. Exactly. So. Yeah. I would, I would love to do this full time. If it somehow <coughs> blew up to be more of a thing, I have found my way into enjoying whiskey. So I'd love to start nice. distilling that. And I love beer and I love all the different flavors you can create with such simple ingredients and how there's so many different things out there that are just kind of crazy that don't make any sense. And I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. experiment with all that, but I don't have the time or the money right now. So that's, I mean, there's like infinite different things that I would love to be doing if I had more money. So whenever I hear somebody's like, I'm just bored. I don't know what to do. It's like, how do you not know what to do? Like, <laughs> it's true. I, I do read, I read a lot of weird books and I guess if I had more money, I'd probably buy even more books. There and there go. are things a lot, a lot of rare games I don't have that cost like three or four hundred dollars that would be cool to buy. Plus, aren't there like infinite numbers of places that you haven't seen that you'd love to go visit? I I don't really have the travel bug. I mean, I travel I travel a decent amount right now, uh, but I just I, I'm not really a travel type. Mm. I guess that's why I have the travel bug is because it's been so long since I've been able to actually do it. It's like I've just been kind of stuck mm-hmm. here because mm-hmm. when you work full time, it's like. Oh great! I have two weeks off for the entire year. Oh yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do with two weeks? Like I'm trying to go to Scotland this year, but it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult with only two weeks because there's also like family vacation things that other people have planned for me at this point, and it's like how do I how do I manage all of this? So people, when they say oh I have too much free time, I'm like, give me some of it. <laughs> yeah right. I will buy my fr- your free time. Yeah, please. Right. One free time, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> one one uh one day, please. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything else you wanted to cover? I I can't think of anything else. I think that was a pretty good uh pretty good rant. I agree. 
it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed being on this is funny. the Back to the Futon podcast. It's funny. We almost had a podcast a long time ago called yeah. the Collecticast podcast. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about the Collecticast. That's so funny. That's right. That was funny. I remember that now. Yeah. I, I found the audio files from the Collecticast podcast on this hard drive. I was just randomly going through trying to find some old video. I'm like, holy shit. I forgot That's about so that. Funny. Yeah. I remember we were trying to That's... have that startup, but I was like in college and I was working at the same time and you were mm-hmm. just blowing up at the time. So you were getting super busy with all these different games you had to review and mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. That's, That's so funny to think about. That's awesome. Right? That, was, that was like four years ago, five years ago. Maybe, maybe long. Yeah. Maybe like five years ago. That's crazy. That's insane. Well, either way, it's, it was fun being on, man. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, glad you could make it. Uh, if you'd like to do another podcast in the future, I'd love to have you on again. Um, mm-hmm. And as always, everyone, thank you for watching and have a fantastic day. See you guys. Keep, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. <laughs>